Yeah, 50, over 50% 50 of the population does not live in nature. And I think that's why a lot of, especially young people, when they see my work, go, oh my God, it touches their soul because it's a reconnection from something they've been disconnected from. And as you said earlier, I totally agree, Kelsey. Once you realize that you are nature and it isn't this, you know, separate thing outside, why would you hurt yourself? Hello, hello, high vibing it homies. Welcome back to hopefully your favorite podcast. We are here with a very special guest today who is our first ever filmmaker. So I'm super excited to chat with him. He makes very high vibrational films, content, and his medium, his medicine is film. So, so cool. I'm really excited to have Mr. Louis Schwartzberg on the show. He is a renowned filmmaker and director of the award-winning documentary, Fantastic Fungi. And he has a new film called Gratitude Revealed, which sounds right up our alley. And he's starting a streaming service, a channel that's on Apple TV and Roku called Louis Channel that streams 100% positive mm -hmm. energy, which... I actually was going to say, I don't know about y'all, but I do know about y'all because you listen to this yeah. podcast. We know I'm you guys. Sure you will appreciate just as much as us. So Louie, thank you for being here. Great to be with both of you. Yes. This is going to be such a good conversation. I, I can't wait to dig into your story. I'm looking at the yeah. wall behind you and I just want you to tell everybody who you are and the kind of work that you do and just kind of how you came into this space um yeah tell us everything okay well um uh i think starting in college i really wanted to you know explore my world i did it i think in a number of ways certainly one was beginning with photography i was actually a poli sci history major and um probably would have ended up being a lawyer but there were these anti-war protests happening on campus and then i had to learn photography. It couldn't just have a phone. Yes, she had to take a course and pick up a camera. And I would document the police brutality against the anti-war protesters, especially against women. And um, I handed in these photo essays, which was a lot easier than writing a paper. And so I found my voice and I fell in love not only with photography, but fine art photography, which opened me up to uh, filming nature. And that's when I really met my greatest teacher, because Mother Nature can teach you everything about lighting and composition and the wonders of movement and color and texture. I'm still learning. And uh, that kind of, you know, set me on a course of wanting to make the invisible visible in things that I was filming, certainly probably inspired by a, a mushroom trip when I was in college to be able to see things in a really clear way that was unfiltered. And those that's what I want to share with people. I don't want to just share the boring human point of view. I want to show people what it's like from a flower's point of view, from a hummingbird's point of view. They are all, you know, different. We all have different metabolic rates, i.e. like frame rates in a way, slow mm -hmm. motion, time lapse, speeding things up, slowing things down, 
enables us to see the world of life in a much grander way. It opens your horizons, it opens your heart. And by doing that, I think you become a better human being. Yeah, for wow. sure. Because like from a spiritual perspective, like we always talk about the more perspectives you can hold, the more yes. consciousness you have, right? You're you're exploring all these different perspectives in a way, becoming one with the butterfly for that moment when you can see life through its eyes. Um, so that's so cool that that is the way that you like to present things. And I was just doing a quick scroll through your Instagram before we got on here. And I almost was late to the call because I was getting mesmerized by all the different <laughs> clips. I was like, oh, I'm going to on the call. <laughs> But very, very cool. I ha I have to know. And this is like a loaded question. Like, who's your favorite yeah. child? Like, of course, you can't say who your favorite child is. But like, what is one of the most beautiful things you feel that you've captured? Or one of the most mesmerizing moments when you were shooting? Yeah, um, there's a lot. But I would certainly have at the top of my, my list the uh, Monarch Butterfly Migration, which I shot in Mexico. I mean, to be surrounded by several hundred thousand butterflies and you can actually hear their wings flapping, you know, which is pretty remarkable. Um, the magic of being able to shoot, you know, bats pollinating in the Sonoran Desert. Um, it's such a rare occurrence and uh, everyone's scared of bats and you've heard all this. Again, another example of the negative impact of entertainment every when you say the word bat you think of vampire but these nectar feeding bats are actually all female and without them there would be no snoring desert which is 2,000 square miles from arizona to mexico city critical for the cacti to reproduce and so it's a gorgeous story it's a beautiful story i call pollination love story that feeds the earth and you can look at it from that perspective, but you can also see it from the environmental perspective that, for example, if we don't have the bees, then you don't have fruits, nuts, vegetables. Anything. So, you know, the healthy food we need to survive for all animals on our planet. And I love being able to kind of look at it from both angles, you know, the scientific angle to figure out the story and what I want to showcase and then the artistic side of how beautiful it is and how gorgeous. You said the word mesmerizing. That's a key word that, you know, sucks you in so that you fall in love. And if you fall in love, then you protect it. And that's when you become a Jedi warrior for the environment because you will always do make the right choices and do whatever it takes to protect what you love. You don't do it because you're supposed to do it. You don't do it because it's on your to-do list. You do it because it's your heart and you're going to defend your mom 100%. Yeah, Aww. that's powerful and beautiful. And it makes so much sense to me. Like I'm a hardcore self-love advocate and I help people to like reintegrate parts of themselves that they've disowned, denied, deemed wrong, bad, whatever. And when you do that, it's like you're, claiming it in a positive way and i think you're talking about the same thing where we we claim nature as a part of right. us if it's a part of you and you're one with it and you're connected to it you're not going to knowingly do bad things to harm that part of yourself you've taken positive ownership of it mm -hmm. it's like you know if someone loves their dog you know their dog's well-being yeah. is their well-being mm -hmm. it's the same with the earth and nature when you when you initiate that connection which 
a lot of people have lost that connection. Why, why do you think that is? Well, half the people on our planet live in cities that are not living in nature. That's never happened before in, 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 in history. You know, if you go back a couple of hundred years, it certainly was not the case. So yeah, 50, over 50% 50 of the population does not live in nature. And I think that's why a lot of, especially young people, when they see my work, go, oh my God, it touches their soul because it's a reconnection from something they've been disconnected from. And as you said earlier, I totally agree, Kelsey. Once you realize that you are nature, and it isn't this, you know, separate thing outside. Why would you hurt yourself? Why would you treat yourself, you know, unfairly or, you know, abusively or unkind or, you know, not in any way that diminishes your health? You wouldn't want to do that. So it's like looking into a mirror, and you see that connection and you feel that connection. And I, I always wonder why people sometimes cry when they see my work because it isn't sad but i think it's they realize it's a homecoming to their soul just as you tear up a little bit like when you come back home from a long trip and you get the kind of snuggle into your bed you know that feeling of that um hometown home vibe home feeling homecoming is a it's an emotional feeling that's real we all feel it no matter where we come from and we all want to be reconnected from our source Mm -hmm. I think it's important to focus on the fact that what, what you said, reconnect to something we've disconnected from. It's nothing new. Like we just, it's okay. We just forgot. We've yeah. always been part of nature. We just forgot. It's just when you can frame it as like, you're just remembering something that's already a part of you. Mm -hmm. It seems less um, foreign, less difficult. Uh, talking about gratitude, uh, I know your new film, Gratitude Revealed. I want to talk about how you would describe it to someone. I mean, most of us know what gratitude is, but how would you describe this particular project? Yeah. And I know you talk about visual healing, and I want to get into how this film can do that for us, because I totally sure. believe that. I just, I want to hear it from you. Okay. Well, gratitude was a, a topic I was really interested in actually was part of a TED talk I, I did in 2014, where they ended up sticking it on YouTube and it went viral. So I figured there's an audience for it. I kind of knew that, but I also didn't want to do anything that felt new agey, you know, <laughs> especially with young women like you that are very skeptical and don't want to be preached to. And certainly from someone older than them. <laughs> and so for me, it was like a proof of concept. And the fact that people have watched the short gratitude on video, which went viral, and called it the, uh, they referred to it as a video alarm clock to align themselves with. And of course, I had great comments from people who claimed that it helped them with stress, anxiety, um, post-op, pre-op, cancer, end-of-life diagnosis, putting their kids to sleep at night. And this a, is the it, TED Talk you're talking about? Yeah, it was a okay, TED yeah. Talk I did about gratitude in mm -hmm. 2014. And so during COVID, I couldn't go out and shoot. I finally decided I was going to, Put together the feature length version what i did at the ted talk was a trailer mm -hmm. and i didn't really want that trailer to be out there because this is in the early days of youtube when people thought youtube was ripping off your copyright and now everybody uses it to market we've all shifted our attitudes about all that stuff so during covid i put it all together 
Also, I've been, I think, influenced by my parents who were Holocaust survivors who, you know, really appreciated, you know, all the little things in life, given what they had gone through, like, you know, roof over your head, food on the table, a steady job, the miracle of having children, and still having a lot of hope, love, and joy in their life. So I love to tell stories of people who overcome adversity and have those emotions and live life with hope as opposed to being a victim, which is easy for to fall into. I get that because I can do it myself. <laughs> I let myself get into that mode. Um, and we all know that no matter how justified you might feel, being a victim is never a good situation for you. You know, you're just really holding yourself back and making yourself feel bad. So I think with the with COVID, what was the worst thing we all experienced was disconnection from each other, from our friends, from our family, having dinner. I mean, a lot of people died. I get that. I'm not ignoring that. But in general, we all suffered from the fact we couldn't hang out with each other, you know? And we realized how important that was and how we took that for granted, right? And so gratitude is not about how to practice gratitude at all. I think a lot of positive psychology scholars looked at my film and went, what the? F <laughs> <laughs> because I don't tell you how to do it. What you, you get to hang out with remarkable but ordinary people who are living their lives with love and joy and hope. And you get to hang out with people all across America, blue states, red states, you know, uh, Mississippi Mass Choir, Barbecue in New Orleans, Vermont dairy farmer, Appalachian rug weaver, salsa dancers in LA, you know, and they're all doing their thing. And it's up to the audience to lean in and create the meaning and the context of what that is. And, and isn't that what we all would really love to do if we're like true travelers, not tourists, to be able to go to a place, right? And just hang out with people that are different culture. And um, so th that's what really the journey is all about. And, I, and I'm exploring the values that I, as, an, as a non-professional positive psychologist, believe that add up to gratitude. Things like connection, focus, creativity, love, wonder, curiosity, um, all these topics add up to gratitude. I think gratitude is an umbrella that can embrace all these values. And, and that's what I assembled. And I think the film is a journey where the film itself is trying to figure out what is gratitude, you know? And so I do want to add that we do have educational curriculum for t parents and teachers on our website that we give people guidelines for those that want structure, which is fine. I, I'm sure you know that with your audience, people want to be given a program. Like, how do I do it? How do I do that? You know, but I did not want that to be the movie. The movie had to be an experience where you feel it emotionally and you're not trying to, you know, uh, learn a certain practice. It's just like, you know, you have to invest your own energy into the experience and be grateful that you get to hang out with a bunch of cool people. And there are like, you know, some luminaries in there, like, you know, Deepak Chopra briefly, 
very briefly, you know, Michael Beckwith, um, you know, uh, uh, Jack Cornfield, you know, Lynn Twist, Christine Carter, you know, experts that talk about um, the values that add up to gratitude, but mostly it's just like cowboys and dairy <laughs> farmers and bike messengers and real people and children, a lot of children giving you the pure wisdom that can only come from, you know, a four-year-old or a five-year-old. If you're ready to start manifesting more money, which I mean, let's be real, who isn't? You're in luck because I'm giving away a bomb guided meditation, if I do say so myself, that will help you to do just that for free. In the money meditation, I'm guiding you through my special process for aligning with the frequency of abundance, releasing your resistance and manifesting that money, honey. Personally, I've used this process to manifest 28K months, new income streams, a way better job for my husband, book sales, you name it. People who have been using the meditation are messaging me saying they got surprise bonuses, new opportunities out of nowhere, clarity on their next steps, money breakthroughs, more clients in a week than they would normally have in a month, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So needless to say, it's a super, super powerful energy shifter. So go grab yours while it's still free at kelseyaida.com mm freebie. And I'll have the link for you guys in the description. Happy money manifesting. Mm, wow. That sounds so like juicy to my soul and also <laughs> relaxing. And mm -hmm. what I like that you decide to make it an experience because from like an energetic standpoint, when you're consuming the film and you're experiencing the film, you're attuning yourself to the frequency of gratitude, whether you're trying or not. It's just a natural yeah. vibrational match that has to happen, right? Like the film's not going to come down to your vibe. You're going to come up to the film's vibe. So I think that's a very beautiful way to start to embrace gratitude because maybe like sometimes it can be hard in the beginning when people don't have a practice or they're not in that mindset and I know like I used to suffer from depression and gratitude was one of the things that really helped pull me out of it because when you're depressed you feel like you have to justify why you're sad so you're looking for things that are bad about your life so that you mm -hmm. don't feel so crazy you're like okay uh, well if yeah. I like why do I feel this bad there must be something and then you go looking but when you ask better questions, you get better answers, right? Like your question of the film, what is gratitude? And for me, it started so, so simple, but it was hard at first. Like, oh, well, at least I'm grateful I get to take a nap today because that's all I feel like doing because I was depressed. But then it evolves into, you know, I am grateful that I didn't commit suicide because I still have hope that I can feel better. You know, I am yeah. grateful that yeah. I get to enjoy this food that I really love. Little things that can start so small. And especially when you're hanging out with cool people who are happy and in a loving vibe, it's so much easier to get yourself into that energy versus like, yeah. you know, having to do a super hardcore gratitude practice every single right. day or something yeah. more rigid. But what, what's really beautiful about it, because I, I don't really meditate either. I mean, I have visual forms of meditation when I, you know, shoot my time-lapse flowers every morning. Absolutely, like, that stop. counts. <laughs> yeah, but to comment on, on what you just said, one of the cool things about gratitude is it's so easy. I mean, all you have to do is think about one thing that you're grateful for in the moment, you know? Like the fact that I'm talking to you or the cup of coffee that I'm drinking really tastes good or that my fingers can move, you mm -hmm. know? 
And what is miraculous about it is that you can't have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. So whatever you were thinking about before, the, the rumination that you were going through, it's not a cure for that. What you have done is temporarily put it on pause so that you don't keep on cycling over and over and going deeper and deeper. Because no matter what, the deeper you go into that, the more you're going to feel like a victim and that you're justified for feeling depressed and, and whatever. It doesn't really help you. What you need to do is kind of just pause and then take a step in a positive direction for what you can be grateful for. And then that might lead to another idea and another idea and another idea that I'm positive about. And, and eventually you go back to that stuff and you can deal with it. But at least you're not stuck in the spiral where you go deeper and deeper and you can't get out of it. it mm -hmm. You can't tell people, oh, don't stop thinking negatively. You know, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, right. it's hard. And by the know. way, don't think of an elephant. Okay. That <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. So you're instead you give them an action that you can do. Yeah. There's got to be something that you're grateful for. The fact that I'm breathing, the fact that I'm in conversation with you in the moment. And it's like, what are you most grateful for in your life? That's too big of a question. Like, what are you most grateful for in the last five minutes? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what happened that, that you can really cherish? And, and appreciate and so it's easy yeah it's easy and every time i feel i slip into a negative spiral i go okay wait a minute and i'll find something i can be grateful for i'm looking at the light i'm looking at the tree right now with you know it's backlit and it's looking really beautiful mm -hmm. and i can be grateful for that how cool My is that I have, you know, you do the list of like everything you're grateful for. And sometimes saying food in my fridge, roof over my head, my family, my friends can get, a, for me, can get a little like stale. So to, to liven it up, I love to like think of outside the box questions and, and I'm, I, I'm not always good at it, but sometimes like my favorite right. one is what is something I have now that I used to only dream about? That's so good. Like everyone can answer that question. What or, was it again? I'm sorry, repeat that question. <laughs> what is something that I have now that I used to only dream about? Okay. And then the other one that I really love, and you guys can have, the listeners can have these for free. What I like is, what is a choice that I get to make that not everybody gets to make? Oh, they just, I don't care what kind of day I'm having. If I can answer those questions and everyone can answer those questions, you just, you quantum leap into like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling yeah. good now. It's so good. I do so, something similar. Yeah. When I, when I go to the dentist, you know, I go, cause I hate it. But then I go, <laughs> how grateful am I that I get to have the service when others I know don't, you yeah. know, like, I, like if I'm getting, you know, a tooth replaced, well, but somebody else would like just have a hole in her mouth. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like paying your phone bill. It's yeah. so great. I get to have my phone for another month. That's cool. Thank you. I get to right. use my phone, uh, which kind of brings me to my next question. What are some of your favorite ways to just practice like a daily gratitude um, practice, I guess? Well, um, waking up in the morning, I typically check my time-lapse room where I've got two cameras going 12 hours a day, seven days a week shooting flowers and I either I'm joyful that the flower opened and I got a great shot overnight or if it didn't open 
and it's dead and out of frame and out of focus. And I get to go in my yard and see if there's a bud that I can, you know, uh, take from a bush or a tree and then bring it in and set it up. And I do that before I have a cup of tea even or coffee or water, because what it does, it aligns myself with the, well, with nature's energy and the circadian rhythm that it's morning and all the flowers are waking up and the insects are waking up and I need to wake up and I'm, I'm in sync with it because I'm part of that. You know, I don't want to be like going to sleep at 7am that that would be hard. You know, when we travel, we go through those time zones and we see how difficult it is to adjust. So I, I just want to be in sync with all of that energy and the same thing at night, you know, when things are slowing down, um, I want to be able to be in sync with that as well. So that's how I start my day. And that's what I do. Mm. There's something really powerful about just being knowing that you are connected, knowing that you are in the same rhythm. Uh, and I, I think that you can draw a straight line from most ailments or moods or energies to how in sync are you with your soul, with nature, with your own yeah. rhythms of your own body? Like, let's get back into, into harmony and see what happens. It's yeah. One of magic. the common things they found in that book, the blue zones, where these different communities live the longest all over the world is that people do start their day by tending the garden, mm -hmm. you know, and that was a common thing and they live longer and you get some exercise out of it. You're bending yeah. over, you're walking, you're, you know, you're doing stuff that gets you going in the morning. And, and it goes to show that it can, you know, uh, increase your longevity. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I have a funny story that kind of relates to this. I, you know, like, of course, being like, um, a spiritual teacher and a light worker mm. like we're always like learning lessons from nature talking about nature reminding everyone that we are nature but then of course the other day i texted my friend and i was like man it's so wild just living with this like animal in my house because i just got a puppy and i've never had a dog or a cat or any like substantial pet before mm -hmm. in my life so it's been like a whirlwind this puppy keeping me busy but i'm like man it's just so wild like having this animal running around my house and just living with an animal like it's so fun mm. and crazy and he was like yeah like we're animals too and i was like Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not really that crazy. I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not that crazy. My puppy's crazy, but it's not that crazy to live with him. Yeah, but you're I, you're, de you're developing a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, with another animal, and it's amazing because dogs have really figured out. Which is such a beautiful story, like how to um, be most successful by being kind, cute, and loving. Oh I yeah, there is billions of dogs on the planet. I forgot the number, maybe 5 billion or more. And then you look at wolves, where they descended from. And I think there's 100,000 wolves. So you got to ask the question, like, who had the most successful strategy? Mm -hmm. You know, being a yeah. you know, symbiotic partner where, you know, you feed me and I'll bark if uh, somebody comes to the cave, you know, uh, or I'll help you hunt or I'll be your companion or I'll, I'll be loving to you. That was a really good strategy. And I think it's a strategy we need to adopt with one another in order to avert, you know, the environmental crisis. It's about cooperation, right? Teamwork. It's about, mm -hmm. you know, regeneration, working together, more of the feminine side of nature than the macho side of nature, which is all about kill or be killed, survival mm -hmm. of the fittest. Um, that's a story that's the old story that we need to move away from. 
And the new story is about symbiosis. I never thought I would hear a, a, a such truth coming out of like a wolf to dog transition is such a beautiful metaphor for like humanity. Like that is, you're right. You're absolutely right. I never thought of it that way. Like wolves just had a bad strategy. <laughs> well, they just, they just kept on doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Like, oh but, my God. The new strategy was. I can be a friend yeah. with this guy. And it and only took a couple wolves to be very curious about the humans. And then the humans were curious about the wolves. And then that's how this whole thing started. Less animosity, more curiosity. Boom. And now Boom. we have wiener dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wiener dogs. Which is what I have. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I was actually like reflecting on some of the lessons I've been learning from my dog. His name is Otto. And he's like literally the cutest. People spill their drinks when we like go out over this dog. It's crazy. And every morning when I like open up his little, I call it his house, his little crate and make it all cozy. And then he comes out and I, I open the door for him. And first thing he does, he does his little wiener stretch. And then he rolls over and he's ready to receive the belly rubs. And I'm like, wow, what if we just woke <laughs> up and we're ready to receive? And we didn't question our rightness and if we should ask for a belly rub from the universe and like all this stuff that we do. I'm like, we should just all be more like Otto, just ready to receive, owning yeah. our cuteness and here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the story that I love to tell with, you know, quote unquote nature films. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the nature films are more about you know, predator versus prey, because it's about they're stuck in the old fashioned idea that you can't tell a story without conflict. Right. And I think that's BS. Um, so the most grand story is the story of, of birth, of regeneration, of nurturing. It's the feminine by far. I mean, otherwise, there'd be one generation of every critter or plant, and we'd be that's it, we'd be done for. <laughs> yeah. So, how does all that happen? And, and how is beauty a part of that? You know, not, not purely in terms of sexual attraction, but in addition to engaging your senses, like what's what happens with the pollinators and the flowers, for example. I mean, it's the animal world getting it on with the flower, with the plant world. So they're not having sex, you know, there are two different kingdoms. They're not even the same species, right? I got to say, I had to pollinate a cucumber plant with a paintbrush, like a little bristle. And I, I felt very awkward. I was like, oh, I don't like, this is weird. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, that's because for whatever reason, the pollinators aren't there, probably from environmental degradation. Yeah, yeah. Some sort. So anyways, when all that happens, it's beautiful because basically they're enabling each other. The mm -hmm. flower is giving nectar and pollen for the bee to go feed its babies back yeah. to the hive and then you know the bee is is a messenger to help you know move it to flowers dna from one flower to another because flowers don't have legs how else are you going to mate with somebody mm -hmm. different because you want diversity is what you want right you can't make with yourself you can some flowers can do that mm -hmm. but they obviously nature discovered that um diversity is another key to evolution and survival so you want to be able to spread your seed with others and create new new genetic formulations. Some of them are can be miraculous. So they both help each other. And what's really beautiful on top of all that, I believe, is that they they do it unknowingly. 
it isn't like a deal like you scratch my back and scratch your back like mm -hmm. it's not a deal like that it's more like unknowingly no matter what i'm going to help you and indirectly it helps my whole community or my ecosystem flourish and then we all do well mm. That teamwork so makes much. the dream work again. I'm yeah. feeling a common theme here. <laughs> so yeah. our nature lessons of today. This is so, this is so fun. Can you tell us a little bit more about your channel and like what inspired you to create mm. this whole platform for your work? Because obviously there's a lack of content like the content you're creating. Like you mentioned before we started recording, there's so much violence, so much anxiety inducing. Conflict. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, I think people don't realize how much what they're consuming via film and TV and social media really affects them because they watch it so often that they're just attuned to that and it's normal and they become desensitized to the violence and the anxiety and whatever. And people freaking love Black Mirror. Let me tell you, that show gives me anxiety for like three days. I have, mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to choose to suffer for three days just to watch this weird show about like a timeline that could go wrong. Why would I put my energy towards that? Right. <laughs> so right. I really appreciate what you're doing. And can you tell us more about the intentionality behind it? Yeah. Well, like you just pointed out, look, it's easier to engage someone's attention with fear and or violence than it is with beauty or comedy or love. And that's why there is so much violence. You know, it's an easier story to tell. It doesn't take talent for me to point a gun at you, you know, and go, bow. Uh, Trigger warning. Because, <laughs> you know, our brain is still hardwired, you know, for fight or flight and survival mode. Okay. And so you're going to lean in that direction. You're naturally inclined. So we have to actually have a little bit of discipline and, and not want to always go in that direction. And I think that love and beauty and cooperation and the stories I love to tell can be the antidote to all of that. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. In addition, physiologically when you're watching those programs you're creating you know <clears throat> cortisol in your body and inflammation in your body you know because you're you're secreting enzymes <clears throat> and adrenaline that um you know is is required for you to you know fight or fly or, or flight or run it's and you but you're not doing it if you'd burn off that energy it'd be okay but you're mm -hmm. sitting on the couch watching this tv show getting all ramped up, you know? And where does that go? You know, it, it creates dis-ease in your body. So I'm a 
giant believer that this stuff is toxic and i i want to make a conscious decision that i'm not going to put that in my body just like i wouldn't eat junk food you know why would i want to do that when there's options that are taste better and are mm -hmm. healthier and so with um my own platform which we're calling it the louis channel because it was a working title and just stuck i just want to have you know media that is positive films that celebrate life without conflict without fear without violence without exploitation and have it be a place that's safe from that because even when i turn on the tv even to try to go to my own thing the tv just kind of you know ends up on direct tv for a moment and then i get a commercial in my face I can't here's a even, problem that you have <laughs> it's like five seconds of like attack yeah or even a attack. thumbnail of like a horror film and you're scrolling through and you see the scary yeah. thing and you're like okay now i'm dysregulated cool exactly yeah. so I, I can't i can't even tolerate that amount because i'm very aware how immediately i'm getting this you know reaction to it and so um the only option I had was to kind of create my own platform. And thank God I have a, a lot of content that I've been waiting for the technology basically to catch up to my vision where we can have a, a place that is nothing but positive energy. So in addition to, you know, the films I make about gratitude, about mushrooms, fantastic fungi. Um, I have a podcast series about wonder and awe, Louie land for children and then conscious creators for other filmmakers, other artists to be able to put their work on it as well. And we're gonna find out that maybe there's more of us than we think. And um, let's start small. You know, I'll tell you, I, I did a special for Discovery in 1992. It, got, it was nominated for an Emmy, it's called Oceans of Air. And at that time, you only had 12 employees. I mean, Discovery recently bought Warner Brothers and what? hbo and cnn they own it and it's kind of like well whoa like people laughed at ted turner when he created an all news channel people laughed at nickelodeon when the only other children's programming was sesame street for a little period of time on pbs um i think it's great now that we have these streaming platforms there's a lot of disruption that's going on the, the writers strike happening in Hollywood right now where Silicon Valley is probably going, why do we need actors and writers? You know, like if, if we can have, a you know, machine learning do it, mm -hmm. what do we need those guys for? I mean, it it's amazing how everything is transitioning really quickly, but every time there's breakdown, systems breakdown, economic breakdown, there's also breakthrough. Sometimes things have to fall apart for new life to to emerge which is what i witnessed when i you know sh you know shoot plants and flowers that bloom strut their stuff say i'm gorgeous i need to reproduce come get me and then they <laughs> and then when their seeds go out then they fall apart so that the fungi can break down those molecules for new babies to come up that's beautiful it's a cycle you know the cycle of life and life wants to regenerate itself. So I look at economic systems, you know, um, politics, you know, cultures, they're going through the same thing right now. And I would tell your audience, don't get depressed. Don't let that 
political bullshit bringing you down. What we are witnessing is something that is decayed, falling apart. And we need to have new systems. Healthcare, mm-hmm. example, duh. You know, I don't know if you can fix it. I think we all have to have an alternative strategy. I don't know if I could fix the entertainment industry. I'm creating an alternate strategy. Mm-hmm. What you guys are doing, having a podcast, don't ask ABC and CBS News to put out good news, spiritual news. They're not going to do it. Create your own platform, right? Throw your own party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you're not invited. Yes. <laughs> Throw your own party. Throw a better and, party. And Lily will bring the shrooms. Exactly. <laughs> bring your own. B-Y-O-S. Wait, also, yeah. I'm obsessed with this flower affirmation that you just like rambled off. That I'm literally about to like write on my mirror. I'm gorgeous. I need to reproduce. Come get me. <laughs> Morning affirmation practice from the flowers. I heard it here yeah. first. And, and so there, so, so by the way, you can, it's a film I did called Wings of Life. It's on Disney Plus. So I got Meryl Streep seducing bees, bats, hummingbirds, and butterflies to come get her, you know? Yes. And she's fucking gorgeous. You know? I love it. And how did she do it? With sensual beauty, aroma, color, <laughs> pattern, taste, you know? And proud to, to be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Proud to be beautiful. I think we have to... We're going through a phase now where like, don't be shy about strutting your stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I hate when people are like, oh, holding back, like shining their radiance, acting all shy, like trying to be quote unquote humble because that's what they taught was the only way. You're not nice if you're not like being small. And it's like, no. Yeah. Being small does not serve the universe. Being small may help others that feel small. And how I make you feel by my confidence or my authenticity is none of my business at all. No, actually you help others by being Yeah, it's their permission slip to maybe hopefully do the same. Yeah, I'm going to shine on you and you shine (laughs) on me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And if I'm walking around naked in my house and someone sees, then you're welcome. You're welcome. So there you go. (laughs) I'm all for it. I love it. Hey, I don't have any pants on. <laughs> You're welcome, universe. <laughs> That's actually funny that you say that. Yeah. We're about to head over to the Patreon. And whenever we go over to the Patreon, we switch modes and we get like somehow more, cas- even more casual than we are here. But I think it's because it's at the end of the conversation. And Lindsay has said on multiple occasions. It's like our cue to get comfortable. Louis on the vibe. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Oh man, this has been so fun. So I do want to mm-hmm. head over to the Patreon soon, but can you please tell everyone where they can absorb more of your medicine and your beautiful sure. work? Okay, so the Louis channel um can be um a, I guess you can put it at louischannel.com will lead you to it. But the cool thing is it's an app that's not only on your phone, it's on Roku, it's on Apple TV. It's on all your streaming devices. And that way, you there's a lot of stuff. Most of the content is in front of a paywall. There are some movies we have to have behind a paywall. And um, yeah, like example, Thursday, we're it's World Gratitude Day. And we're going to have a special event. 
So please, everybody tune in. It'll be really cool. I'm going to interview some of the composers for my moving art series, which I took from Netflix, which has been on for six years. And I've moved it over to the Louis channel. And um, so we've got Elizabeth Scott, Cosmo Sheldrake, and, um, you know, a couple of actual testimonials that are really heartwarming because it does blow my mind um, that, you know, more than people saying that, you know, they like moving art, that it's more like it changed your life. So moving art is just music and visuals with no words. Mm -hmm. And everything from parents who say they've had a major breakthrough with a child with autism to people that are struggling because, you know, they went through a divorce or parents that have passed away or people that have a severe diagnosis. I mean, it's big stuff, big stuff. And how it helped them get through it and how it changed and saved their life. I love the fact that people have discovered it on their own without me saying it's a healing modality. You yeah. Know? I, I know these, like, I know exactly. I'm sure there's lots of listeners that are like, I have seen that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, art, I think that a lot of people write yeah. off art as, Oh, that's an extra thing that could make life better. Like that's not a necessity, right? But I mean, it really does make our quality of life so much better, can heal us in so many different ways, needs to be expressed through people who are artistic in order for them to literally like survive and thrive. Otherwise they'll go crazy. So yeah. I think sometimes we lose sight of how imperative and important it actually is. And we just write it off as like an extra. Well, that's nice if I could get to it, but let me work first. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's like, no, shine bright and consume all the beautiful art. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amen, it's, sister. It's by far the fastest way to, uh, <clears throat> I think, open your mind and um, experience, you know, the wisdom that we have to share with with so many other people you know it's it's our soul and it's, you know look it isn't even like <clears throat> my art i'm just a messenger for it because the fact that it connects with so many people on such a visceral level is that it's universal energy you know i didn't we didn't teach people like what is beautiful you didn't go to school and take a class what is beautiful you feel it and there's a certain kind of general consensus about what turns you on you know, and the fact that I'm giving you the energy, rhythms, patterns, music, visuals, whatever it is that turns you on, I think is really cool. And so in addition to all of that, I just want to add that I am bringing it into healthcare. We are bringing it into hospitals at UCLA, people that are having dialysis on campus at UCLA, there's a healthy campus initiative. We have five digital screens scattered throughout the campus where young people can you know, take a break and, you know, have a sacred moment. And um, there's a, we're just publishing an article this week where we combined my imagery with psilocybin to treat alcohol addiction. And the combination turned out to be more effective than the psilocybin by itself, which is, wow. you know, pretty remarkable. And then I'm starting a brand new trial at University of California, San Francisco at the Neuroscape Lab which has the most state-of-the-art data collection um, that can <laughs> look at your brain waves and be able to say, discover, hopefully, is there a difference between looking at a forest, a desert, a flower, 
underwater. I mean, if you say nature's good for you, my question is what kind of nature? If I said music's good for you, you might ask what kind of music, mm. you know? And so I wanted to figure that out. And if we figure that out, we can be prescriptive. And I can say, Kelsey, what you need is like ocean wave crashes. And what Lindsay needs is um, flowers. Forest. Forest. Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> sure, I already know. Needs. I already know. <laughs> right. That's but great. That I love great that. That we can be prescriptive for people. So good. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, you're such a badass. Thanks for coming. I love this. You're doing so much good, 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 good work and in the so world. so are you guys. Thank you. Thank and you. I, and I love you were saying before how yeah. art can be healing and how um, it's so fast and effective. And I was also wanting to add that it's so effortless because yeah. like it's not hard to watch the butterflies, right? <laughs> to consume this documentary, any of it versus like a lot of personal development work and therapeutic things can be really hard. Talking about mm -hmm. your feelings, sometimes really hard, you know, crying out sometimes really hard, but to just be in awe, be inspired, be uplifted naturally just by being present. Easy, so easy. So, so easy. if you guys need to be a little more inspired, a little more healed, get into nature more, be more, feel more connected to nature. Sometimes it's not enough to just go outside because I think what you provide is very unique perspective that turns people on, right? Like I can go into my backyard and feel relaxed, but I can watch your film and feel something yeah. even more powerful and then go back into the backyard and then it's right. a different experience right yeah. so it enhances so i would definitely exactly. recommend everybody watch the yeah. films get yeah, the i mean once you see a flower open and close you're not going to walk by that flower and believe it's static right exactly you don't live in that time frame of a flower so yeah it's beautiful and then you'll engage more and you go oh, instead of running away from that bee you know it's not mm -hmm. interested in you it doesn't want to sting you. How about just being present with it? I guarantee you will not get stung. Yeah. Observe what it does and be grateful for what it does, that it gives the food on your plate. Yeah, honestly, that is so good. The only two times I've been stung by a bee was my fault. Once I stepped <laughs> on a bee on accident, the other time I like squatted down, there was a bee on my leg and I didn't know and I smushed it into the back of my leg. So sorry, bees, that's on me. But yes, <laughs> don't just go around stinging people for nothing. I promise. <laughs> so true. anyway so good. on that note let's head yeah. over to the patreon everyone thanks for listening louis yeah. thank you for being thank you here. so much yeah um, i really want to ask you about all these awards that you have yeah we're going to talk about you. it um so yeah we're going to go over to the patreon patreon.com slash high vibe we will see you guys there Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.